Hello, hello once again. Thank you for tuning in to Spoken. We are at episode 9. This is the episode before the final episode. I'm really excited about how this journey has been. A lot of vulnerability has been exercised, a lot of openness. It's never easy to open the heart and keep it open despite everything that comes into it and it you know tries to reshape it. And where I am at this stage with this podcast, I'm happy to share it with my friend Tabitha Masese. She's a dear friend. We usually have very open and honest conversations with each other. We are not afraid to keep it real. And um today we're going to be sharing the platform to call out bullshit. There are many types of bullshit. And me and Tabitha would like to talk to you about it. Tune in. I'm Hanafi Kaka. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast Tabby. Thank you Hanafi. Are you excited to be here? No, I'm terrified actually. <laughs> By what? We're going to talk about emotions. Yes, and what is so wrong about talking about emotions? People only like talking about their happy emotions. Yeah, but that's the thing though. We are unspoken. Here we we address our demons. Yeah, well, I'm old and I really don't like attention. I love attention. I do. <laughs> I do love attention. I do. But in a healthy way, I guess I like it in a healthy way. What is so bad about attention? Oh, I don't know. I've always just been a wallflower. Mm-hmm. I have older siblings. Actually, all my siblings are like super achievers. So I've always just been the wallflower. Mm-hmm. I'm the Yeah, the wallflower. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, personally, the way I like attention is really in a sense of I have something to say. I want to express something because um well growing up I've had a lot of responsibilities. So nobody ever cared what I had to think or what I had to feel. It was what needs to be done. You know what I mean? But it's the same well okay. I get what you're saying, yeah. but in the same breath because I was the fourth, I was never consulted. Mm-hmm. So everybody has gone before me and everybody has been tried tested mm. they know the way so mm. you're basically just like a, a path has been set before mm. you mm. so there's no thinking about that path so mm. for a very long time this thing that you talk about like emotions yeah. i have not ever had it's only recently I mean, like more and as an adult that i actually say talking about mm. or looking at my emotions mm. because before all i had to do was follow paths uh-huh. that had already been set up for me i understand that I think the inverse of that in what I'm, in my sense of existence is um I was consulted for my thoughts. It's like what do you think there's a problem that needs to be solved where the first born come through. But nobody ever asked me how I felt. So I've always had to be st- the strong one for everyone else, you know what I mean? And then I also I consult my mom in running the house, I consult with my mom in running the house, I consult with my dad in running the family, and then I also consult with myself in running my own life. Not not really having a lot of help, so I've had to suppress a lot of my emotions. Now growing up, usually when I seek people or my friends, all my friends actually usually lean to me for like emotional support. Everybody is telling me what they are going through, what the kind of wisdom they need, and in that is how I've also learned to understand my own emotions. But here's the thing: I never have an avenue for expressing myself. So what happens is this happens actually in romantic situations. I seek people who can listen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz I'm usually the listener. Mm. So if someone is not patient, they might think all I care about is talking about myself. But really what happens is 
I don't have many avenues to express myself. Everywhere else I'm expected to lead. I'm trying to figure out okay, well you put me on a tangent where I'm like, okay, so let me think about my relationships. Uh-huh. Um I always just feel like I have something to prove. Again, when you become a follower and you're always a follower, I think like what that has done for me is that now I consistently constantly um question things and we're having this conversation interestingly recently with my sister and she was like she just follows. But you see, I will question everything because everything has always been laid out for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always just been expected to follow. Mm-hmm. And so there's a morning I woke up and I was like Yes, I know there's a rule, but why is a rule there? Why why is a rule there and why do I need to follow the rule? That's what it has become. And um well looking back at my previous relationships, it was always it was always the person. I think I chose people based on how far they deviated from the rules that I had in my mind. Mm. Or how far they would deviate from um, the rules that had been set, the path that had been set for me. You're looking for someone who can help you rebel. Well, yeah, because maybe I was a rebel, and then I was like, okay, fine, I'm just gonna rope you into this rebelliousness of of mine, subconsciously. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess for the longest time, I felt like that was my that was my form of expression because it is only in being wrong. I had a voice mm-hmm. It's like If I just Because you're already on a path Everyone mm-hmm. has already decided What it is that you're gonna be mm-hmm. So like Everything was decided for me Which school I was gonna go to I mean like It's so easy well, You go to your sister's school You go yeah. to your sister's university You get a career I mean like Everything has already been Preset uh-huh. So it's only when you have Little nuisances Like um, You're like Who am I gonna date And when I look back And I'm like They were amazing guys Amazing ticked like all these boxes that we have and not even ticked the boxes but we're just really good people mm-hmm. but I shied away from them and instead I always chose the outlier mm. the guy at the edge yeah but I think I think that, that self-awareness we're discussing in the moment is really important because um, what happens is as we grow up we always want to hold other people accountable for our feelings mm-hmm and it's never it's it's a very unfair responsibility on other people like you expect people who are not you to understand what you're thinking to understand what you're feeling and then now the culture we grew we grow up in as africans we are not very communicative people and i would like us to today to discuss bullshit <laughs> we are calling bullshit today have a list of bullshit we are going to call out today um i think this is something a lot of people do usually it's not out of judgment but i would say it's usually through the growth process a lot of us have a very difficult time looking at ourselves and admitting we 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 did wrong so we'd rather push the blame to someone else but then there's always justification for all of your actions and anything can be justified mm. and so if you give yourself enough time you will justify you justify everything every single one of your actions mm. has a justification yeah and and that's the bullshit right there and not admitting that your actions have hurt someone else or yeah. have brought about mm. a certain circumstance yeah and yeah and it's easier for me to be like oh this 
this shit is going on because of Hanafi. It's not my fault. I showed up when I was supposed to show up. Even though I showed up half-heartedly. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, but I showed up and he didn't show up. And so it's easier for me to be the victim mm. and be like, oh, this is all on Hanafi. And it's not. I mean, even if you take something as simple as cheating. And I know women are notorious for this. They're like, oh, the men cheat and they're horrible. But I'm like, like I have cheated. And I have had all the excuses that I could have for that cheating. He was not available. It was not actually so ironic. It's just it's so easy for me to be the victim because it's like he treated me like trash. Or the fact that I was seeing somebody else is actually his fault. But no, no, truly, no. I had a voice. Mm-hmm. I had control of the situation. It wasn't up. It wasn't up in the air. It wasn't the gods that were gonna sort it out for me. I mm-hmm. needed to sort it out for myself, but I never did. Mm-hmm. And so then I ended up hurting, breaking trust with my boyfriend. totally understand playing the victim is one bullshit everybody needs to stop <laughs> moving on to bullshit two fleckiness are you flecky tabby no i'm very intense i think i am the opposite i'm very intense but then the trouble is if i don't feel i'm getting the same from you then i leave it Mm. So it's not really being flaky. I just feel like I'm overly intense, and then flakiness irritates me. Because mm. if someone says, "It's not like I feel like I'm very intense," because if you say, "Let's grab a drink on Friday," for me it's a calendar date, right? Mm-hmm. I've set aside time. Anyone asks me what are they doing, I'm like, "It's a drink. Mm. It's an appointment. It is serious. See it through. See it through. <laughs> it must happen." <laughs> and then you go about in life, and guys are like. Oh no, but we just said it in passing. It's not like it was cast in stone. And so I used to get, I get really hurt by that. Yeah. I mean, like truly, I actually have to manage my mm. feelings around me, it. Because I, I, it actually I, hurts me. Yeah, I actually do get hurt as well with flakiness. I hate flakiness. It's it's one of my major triggers. Mm. Failure to say things through hurts me. And in a very painful way. I won't lie. For me, it's it feels like a physical pain. It's not a disappointment for me. Flakiness doesn't come as a disappointment for me it's a physical pain it's hurt. Yeah. but you see the thing is that people how people try to justify it is that they have categories for your hurt so they have categories for the importance of your time so we have categories and i find this very because i'm like even something as simple as i have picked up my phone to call you means that that time needs to be valued yeah it means that i have set about i've set aside time mm-hmm. To engage with you. Mm-hmm. I could have been doing anything else. I could have been taking a nap. I could have mm-hmm. been staring into space. But I took away time. My time. To call you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that needs to be structured. I remember like one of. There's one of my ex-boyfriends. And this is one of. Hugest fights. You cannot believe. We used to have fights. Like huge fights. Because mm-hmm. he would be like. Oh I have another call coming through. I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. Two days later dude hasn't called. And that's oh. why I'm like, and me, I'm, I'm, I'm petty, yeah? I'm mm-hmm. like, you said you call me back, you call me back. So I'm yes. petty. I will wait. I, I don't... wait the two days. I wait I... the three days. Oh. And then nigga calls me back and he's like, hey, so how is it going? And I'm like, what the what hell? The hell? <laughs> I have been waiting for three freaking days for you to call me back. <laughs> so, um, so 
that's my intensity. So those are the fights we used to have. I'm like, you said you'll call me back and you didn't call me back. Yeah. And he was like, but that's what people say. I'm like, no, no. people don't just Like when things. you say something, see it through. Because for me, f- f- flakiness does not come as a disappointment. For me, it's a physical pain. Like it will be a chain in my pe- a pain in my chest. Because what happens is, I've set my mind to expect you here. And then the very least you can do is show up, even for a brief minute, and then go. You know, showing up is better than flaking totally. You, you, you know when you commit, show up even when it's hard. Show up even when you don't want to be there. It's the courtesy. That a lot of grown-ups have. My, my, my daughter, everything that you say to her, she holds you accountable for it, right? Mm-hmm. You say you're going to be home early, you had better be home early. Yeah. You said you're going to bring her candy, you had better come home with the candy. You I, said you're uh-huh. going to spank her, even that one, follow through. Follow when through. you get home, she'll be crying. She's yeah. like, I know mom's coming home and she's going to spank me. So, and I feel like that's how I am. It's just that as you've grown up and you become an adult, you stop having the... You start masking your disappointment yeah. more, but at the core of it, if I was to walk around with like all my vulnerability showing, I am still, I am still a six-year-old girl. We when are, we are say, all still babies inside. Yeah, so That's when the you truth. say you're gonna show up with candy, show up with candy. Yeah. If you, I mean, so I don't know how and 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 flaky people. I'm like, I'm like you. It's it's hurtful and yeah. it's and people make the assumption that it's the big things that crumble the relationship it's and the it's small not. things it's those small things yeah you said you'll take me out for dinner you've never taken me out for dinner you said you'll call me back you never call me back mm-hmm. you say i mean like i can't deal with that and then now it becomes then the conflict becomes mm. um girl why are you making such a big deal exactly <laughs> and do you know you know how you know how that builds up it first it happens the first time and then they have a proper excuse you being an adult you're like ah cool i get it it happens it happens the second time you're like oh that again oh i'm sorry i understand happens the third time and you're beginning to feel like this is becoming a pattern but what i've come to realize is what happens is from the word go when you fail to hold someone accountable for flakiness or some kind of behavior and then allow it to happen the second time and the third time you are treating them how to treat you oh yeah yeah you are treating them that it's okay to walk out on commitments even the tiny ones you know for me a commitment like uh hey babe uh there's this uh new series we need to watch together could you wait until we watch it when i come over the weekend for me that's that means something you know it's so interesting that you say that um yeah for the longest time well and i don't want to be one of those tricks on this like kenyan man anyway but for the longest time that's how it was in relationships and then it became to a point where you well, I just started expecting this disappointment. So a guy would tell you, so guy would tell you, oh yeah, we can hang out tomorrow. And so it just becomes like a way you talk, right? Yeah. You're like, the... oh, when I finish from work, yeah, I'll stop by, I'll pass by, whatever. Yeah. Until I went into another relationship and this guy literally used to put his life on hold. Mm-hmm. So I had come into it with all the baggage. All the baggage. <laughs> from this person <laughs> who just says things in passing. Having not been taken seriously because it actually just means that this other person is just not taking you. It's, you're just like not a serious consideration, mm. and your time is not a serious consideration. Mm. And then I came into the space where this guy is like, "You said you call, you didn't call. You said you you said you'd stop by, so I stopped all my other plans because you're going to stop by." Mm. And then you actually realize, I was like, 
wait it's actually okay to have expectations it's mm-hmm. actually yeah okay to follow through on your promises mm. do you do you know what uh, what we were describing i think it's it's it's, it's a form of imprinting when you've dealt with a flaky person for a while you stop expecting and then when you go meeting other people out there you become the flaky person because it's like your way of protecting yourself from the previous person by becoming them yeah, so just, then you pass that behavior forward and then realizing you have actually lost yourself and you've copied them you form patterns yeah you you adapt his pattern you yeah. live by his pattern mm. and then before you know it you've become the pattern you've just become the pattern yeah so avoid flaky people avoid flaky people bullshit called out <laughs> for sure all right bullshit number 3 ego and this is a common thing especially i think it's men are notorious for this no i think i feel like it's a misconception i feel like women are as guilty as men of ego of ego i think then i think it's men who are, who own their egos more they were they were it more proudly well men were it more proudly and they wanted obviously they wanted stroked a lot more but then women have ego yeah i know you know women have egos but Yeah, women tend to These women who tell you these days, "Oh, he wants me to go to his house to clean and to wash for him." Calling me mini bot. What is that? That is ego. That is ego. But I I also I also I also ego. have an argument against that, but we don't but have to discuss of, it. Yeah, yeah, but then think about it. Uh-huh. In a relationship, in yeah. a loving relationship, there's give and take. Yeah, give and you take. Guys are equals, yeah? yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean that you're all equal all the time at the same time because yep. you know how relationships go. Mm. Today you'll be at 30, mm. tomorrow you'll be at 90, right? Mm. And then if you're in a good relationship, you can fill in the gaps for each other mm. right but when you have someone saying that i cannot do why can you not do when you're here to love and to love is to serve why, how why, can you why, not I mean, serve like, what is actually stopping you from doing it's your what ego stops me exactly what stops me from going to my boyfriend's house and cooking for him and washing his dishes your ego and making that bed ego this is my ego yeah. because at the end of the day and the people and you hear and those are very silent people but the people who are truly 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 have discovered this love path and are in good relationship it's not a big deal mm-hmm. it's yeah. not a freaking but big it's deal. not a big deal it's that it's a small thing because um you me personally I also believe ego and any form of love whether it's friendship family relationship marriage even taking care of your pet <laughs> ego cannot fit into love it cannot there is a sense of self respect and a mutual expectation of that respect being given to you but when you put in ego everything falls apart because love is a selfless thing and if it's always you putting yourself first and your discomforts and your and your inabilities or excuses it fails to thrive it's uh you you think of when i say love i don't mean romantically i just mean any sense of relationship in the world um i, I usually imagine it as a as a as a seed that we have to water if the sun decided it won't shine today because helio i'm up and i'm always the one shining today i want to do it no more what happens the seed doesn't thrive 
if the clouds decide you know what i'm always the one bringing the rain today and out of the rain kwingine the seed doesn't germinate if the ground decides you know what i'm always the one providing the nutrition and everything i don't want to have to do it today the seed doesn't germinate and then what we have now is a desert so who we going to blame a lot of the things that you're saying even around ego also speak to how it is that you perceive yourself mm-hmm. so you'll find the people with an overinflated ego people who have to show or be or mm. be recognized is because within themselves they do not have enough love for themselves because someone who truly loves themselves if in a truly loving relationship you don't need to show everyone yeah everyone automatically becomes attracted to you yes. you automatically see this love and if you can truly love yourself that way it becomes so much easier to love anybody and not just your partner everybody else that way yeah. if you're kind to yourself if you're forgiving of yourself if you're generous to yourself it will be easier to do the same no for others wrong, yeah, yeah hold no record of wrong it's so much easier to do it to other people mm. but if you're mean with yourself you how do you expect to, to be generous yeah. with your neighbor mm. if you're unforgiving of yourself mm. you all have that self talk if your self talk is negative how you expecting again when i put the bible i'm like out of the abundance of the heart out of the abundance of the heart to speak at the mouth so you're negative talking yourself to yourself you keep on telling yourself how you're not good enough you keep on telling yourself how you deserve better so what comes out of your mouth that's you, exactly what comes what, out that's of your what you're going to tell other people and that's what you're going to spew to other people mm-hmm. and that means you're not loving yourself and so how are you capable of loving your partner how are you capable of loving your parents your friends whatever other relationship it is mm. how are you actually capable yeah when we talk about ego i feel like ego demands ego demands ego demands and love just serves and love yourselves exactly and i've come to observe this even in my personal life i don't know i don't think i've overcome my ego but i've become more conscious of it in such a way that whenever my ego speaks i mute it and in its place i put in grace if you did something wrong to me tabi because i'm very hard on myself and i always want to do the right thing i try so hard i'm going to sit down and judge myself for so long thinking I must have done something to make you do something bad to me. And then I'll sit down and realize, yes, what you did has offended me or hurt me. And I'll just come and say, whatever I did to you, I'm sorry. Mm. Most of my friends look at me and say, why do you have to do that? You didn't do the wrong thing. I'm like, it's at that point, that's how I felt. It's like that's my that's my form of ego. I will say my ego judges me actually. There's something you said to me on a phone call a few days ago. Uh it was so good I was like I'm going to tweet this. But then again I remembered I don't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't tweet so I, I usually just put these nice things, these meditations I have in my mind when I have a conversation with myself. I usually put them in some kind of uh I usually have a a thing I usually post on my Instagram uh, just put in the words, some wise words and a lotus flower. It's something you said. You said I, I I actually noted this as we were talking oh, no on call. I, I I do take wisdom very seriously. <laughs> uh it says it's cheaper and easier to have an ego, but grace is expensive and priceless. That's why it's easier to cut and run than to stand and grow. Well, <laughs> you said this Tabby. But I feel like that just summarizes like all the relationships that we have. You think mm-hmm. about it. 
So even let me even take you to last we were talking bullshit. Let's let's call us out on our bullshit. So imagine here I am. I've done something wrong in the, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've gone and cried for everybody. I've played the victim. So now everybody has come to me and they're like, "Oh, we hate have you. We he's such a bad guy. What has that happened?" So I'm like, "What has happened there?" Mm. Number one, I mean, like that's just like a whole situation of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've lied. I have relied on my ego. I, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what am I really doing? And then it's easy for me to be like, yeah. Even my friend Jerry has said I should just leave the situation. You know, anyway, Jerry has a perfect relationship. I'll just, so it just, it's easy. It's yeah. Easy. I'll just leave it. Yeah, and friends do this a lot. Friends, friends ena- do do it. A lot. Friends enable our egos but in exactly. in a very unhealthy way because you'd have a situation somewhere. Maybe a friendship is struggling, a family relation is struggling. You're struggling to connect with a member of the family, or a relationship you're working on is failing. And then when you come to your friends, you come from the point of being a victim. Of course you have to be a victim. You you're going to come to your, your you're going to come to your friends like, "Oh, he did this to me. You know, he's a bad person." And then you and your friends come sit down and f- try to judge this person yeah, left, right and center. You go there with your ego. Yeah. That's you go with your ego. ego and then your friends are like, "Yeah, he's an asshole. He doesn't deserve you. Cut that dude off." It's, that's I told you. It's very easy. It's very easy to cut, to cut and run. But how many people will actually sit you down and tell you there? There the, it's wrong. you who who wrong. This is your bullshit. This is and then you, you have to go have back yeah you you should you, you, sh- what you have done yeah you go back and fix it yes and we don't call out our friends on that because we are afraid we're going to offend them and then we are we're afraid we're going to lose them but then and then after that i go back and i rectify the behavior because even if you come and apologize to me 300 times and there's no rectification of behavior that means you just technically not apologize yeah you're being manipulated you're just getting away with the situation yes yeah but then you see and again again then my responsibility ends there. There. It's like give and take, like I said, with love. I have given you. So you either receive it or you reject it. Mm. And this is the thing that people have to understand. And that's why I'm like, you cannot be a giver without being able to receive. Yes. Because even that apology, you can give apologies, but if you can't receive an apology, what's the point? Mm-hmm. That means you don't really understand humility. Ego, Ego, the biggest bullshitter. Bullshit number four. Emotional laziness. Where people don't want to do the emotional work and they pass it, they pass responsibility to other people. Every time something fails in their life, it's always someone else's fault. This is playing the victim. That takes you back, that, back to mm. my bullshit. Yeah. Playing the victim. Let me... The, um, emotional work is hard. I remember when I used to break up with my... I mean, like, I remember there was one boyfriend I broke up with. And I remember telling my brother. Because my brother was like, oh, well, yeah, you'll be better. Don't worry. And he was my first boyfriend I ever broke up with. Don't worry. You'll be fine. And I remember telling him I would rather break a hand than be in this pain. And the thing is about... And that's the thing about emotional and emotional pain. And that's why people would rather be emotionally lazy is because it's hard work it is hard work to look at yourself it and to grow hard. and to do the right thing and it's hard work and yeah. the thing is you know because when and i remember telling my brother if i broke my hand i know i'd go to the hospital and they'll tell me six weeks in the cast mm-hmm. six weeks physiotherapy and then you'll be back mm. the trouble is with emotions and your emotional health you don't have, you have those timelines and as human beings 
that's what we want. We want a timeline. We want a timeline. We want a finite end to this problem. I feel bad today. Finite end. That's why guys mm. can't find stuff. That's why guys smoke up. That's why guys drink up a lot. Drink. That's why. Everyone is holding on to finished. a crutch. Because it's a finished end to it. Yeah. And I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And I don't have to put in the work. Mm. And I don't have to. I remember, and I'm going to be very honest. I'm a, I have been in therapy. And I remember at the beginning of therapy, if I did not have an accountability partner, I would not have gone back. Because emotional work is, is hard. hard. Yes. It's hard. And it has become... I don't know but I've seen this with a lot of my male friends. Most of my male friends would rather not do the necessary work and just say it was the other person. It's like um how how can I give you maybe I have two contexts. One is someone who's dating a girl and then this person is very emotionally unavailable, doesn't treat the girl very well. And uh so this girl reacts. The girl is really in love and I think men do that a lot when they realize they're really loved they they do some things that you know they know no matter what i do at arudi too mm-hmm. yeah so he'd pull some really crazy stunts on this girl and then the girl would withdraw her emotions her presence or she she'd raise that you're not doing right by me and then the guy will just say like why are you so needy you are grown up why can't you and then so i try to call him out and like yo bro from what you're telling me she's not needy you know most of us are, most human beings are not needy it's the situation you don't need what is not being given so you you are you are it's you who's doing something wrong here mm. quit saying she's being a girl maybe it's because you're also not being a man <laughs> you know what i mean well okay i'm not gonna say all men yeah because he he'd, he'd rather thing. blame her than fix himself but here's the thing It's because it requires vulnerability. Exactly. And we don't like being vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. Being that's the emotional laziness. Like, it's the emotional laziness. It's like that 6-year-old when she puts all her emotions out there for you. Men can't not men. Women Most people don't want to do that. that. Nobody wants. Even like at the beginning of this conversation you're like let's talk about emotions. I'm like no, let's talk about how we caught pints last night. Like, yeah, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. To say we feel. But not how we feel. No emotion is bad. Your reaction you if you allow that um, emotion that's what you allow to happen with the emotion that's bad give me an example the big bad example anger emotions are rubbed the wrong way your anger flares mm-hmm. so i do something to you i i say something to you today like today i tell you and after you look fat and that angers you and so your reaction is a well you look ugly too <laughs> but if i speak to that reaction all you're doing is reacting yeah it's yeah? just reacting but here's the thing what if you took a moment to explore your anger the same way you explore your body when you bend your fingers you're like something's wrong where yeah. is it is that my fingers mm. oh okay what is wrong then you're able to explore it mm-hmm. so what if you explored your anger the exact same way tabi said i'm fat okay wait why has this angered me mm. why is this bringing out this emotion mm-hmm. is it because she has triggered a memory is it because it is something that she consistently does it's a repeated pattern is it because i am sensitive about my weight is it because she's wrong i mean like why not explore it why not take the time to actually explore it you see the thing is 
it's so it's so much easier to lash out. Yeah. It's so much easier to say, ah, but you are ugly. And then it dies there. Mm. But then you never ever address the cause of the anger. And then we stay we we stay at an And then we're there at an impasse. Yeah, at an impasse. Like, guys are like, why aren't you guys talking? She said I was ugly. He said I was fat. And then that's it. Impasse. And, like, and we just have comfort. I mean that's nice and comfortable <laughs> in this impasse of ours. Instead of us actually coming and being like, okay, so 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 what is it? Mm. Be vulnerable. What is it? So I get what you're saying, Tabby. And now looking back at everything we've discussed from calling out bullshit bullshit one playing the victim it's still ego mm-hmm. bullshit two flakiness which means you've chosen your convenience over your commitment ego uh, yeah. bullshit three ego there's only one way to say it <laughs> ego. <laughs> yeah. emotional like laziness all... it's still ego, still ego. i think ego time, is the biggest bullshitter it is ego is the biggest bullshitter but you won't be flaky if you were emotionally active what's up with the active emotionally attuned <laughs> if you were emotionally aware or if you had the eq then you wouldn't be flaky because yeah. you'd understand that your actions do elicit certain feelings in other people in other yes people. so all of these play into each other it's like they're all cousins they're identical twins so they're quadruplets mm. that's what all these things are Mm-hmm. all of them it's a family of it's, it's a family and they all yeah, look alike and they can all kind of marry each other mm-hmm. and i mean it's 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 there because we have coping mechanisms and like this was a, i think i got it from you i'm not sure where i got it from mm-hmm. but i'm like the coping mechanisms that we have we inherited them and we don't mm-hmm. even oh you got it from me why. but i, I also i also got it from my sister yeah yeah we're given we inherit coping mechanisms that we don't understand yeah I say I'm stressed. I want to drink. Do we understand why we're drinking? No. It's not healthy either. But then we have to come to a place where you're actually like, okay, emotions of mine. Today let's sit down and let's talk. Mm. Why does Hanafi make me so angry? Why is my response to when someone makes me angry, I want to slap them? Why is it that I cannot control myself? All of these things I keep saying, all of these things, all of these reactions are within our strength we choose it is literally our emotions are literally like a buffet if i slapped you across the face right now you literally have a buffet a buffet mm-hmm. all you can eat you have a buffet of emotions available to you the thing that we do is that we pick the closest and the nearest and the laziest and the la- it's close it's near um a compilation of these things playing the victim flakiness you know checking out on commitments whether small or big ego and emotional laziness i think a combination of these or even a range of these and expressions of these emotions and experiences you go through these are what we call toxic behaviors mm-hmm. this is what makes people toxic mm-hmm. people are not toxic because they are mean people are toxic because they don't consider other people's feelings mm-hmm. and people don't consider other people's feelings because they also have not considered their own feelings and uh, at the bottom of everything there's something i read somewhere and it, it is it's very important what is not revealed is not healed people are holding in a lot of demons people are not articulating their feelings 
they're not revealing so they're not healing and as long as you keep pretending you're not hurt you don't heal you will live a whole life in circles of repeating the same mistakes of pushing people away that were trying to be kind to you pushing people away that were trying to love you but because you are fighting your own demons and instead of dealing with those demons face to face you'd rather throw them at other people toxicity towards others that is the biggest bullshit <laughs> thank you so much tabby you're welcome life is a miracle out of all the planets and all the solar systems ours was the one to support our whole existence ours is abundant in sustenance not too close or far from the sun just enough distance ours are the lungs that can make use of oxygen breathe it in and get high on life like an intoxicant we're all interconnected everything that happens all things that affect it We're born alone but we morph into collectives and every experience falls into perspective when you see that this planet is yours to explore. See we leave our mark in the people we affect. The memories we make when we speak and we connect, the feelings we share, the secrets we protect, the strength and the weakness we project. like a drop in the ocean ups downs and a lot of emotion but you're still here to see the morning life's for the taking breathe it all in <laughs>